You're listening to Discovering Multifamily, where we discuss all educational topics in commercial real estate with an emphasis on multifamily apartment investing via syndication. And now your hosts, former NFL fullback Brian Leonard and Anthony Scandariato. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Discovering Multifamily. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Scandariato with Fred Knight Properties. And today we have a very special guest here with us, uh, Brad Shepard. And uh, Brad Shepard is a uh, commercial real estate investor. Uh, he's pretty well versed in the field of uh, capital raising. He actually has his own company, uh, Sugar House Investments. You can find them on sugarhouseinvestments.com. And uh, Brad started out in, in real estate from what I understand is was during his junior year of college. And, um, you know, he, he was able to uh, uh, purchase some properties and, and travel abroad for a while and, uh, you know, got inspired from uh, other uh, real estate companies doing larger syndications. And he's been focusing on, um, you know, putting syndications together. Uh, and focusing more on the capital raising side. So I think this will be an interesting episode to kind of hear some uh, methods that uh, Brad's been seeing that has been effective, um, you know, pre-coronavirus, during coronavirus, and now even going out of coronavirus where we are. We're recording this podcast at the end of May, early June. So Brad, uh, appreciate you coming on the show today. Hey, thrilled to be here. Thanks for having me, Anthony. Great. So you want to just give our audience a little background of what you do and kind of, I, hopefully I gave you some justice there. <laughs> um, but what come more what you're focusing on now and specifically on the capital raising side and how that works and um, you know what what you've been able to do and um, how can you know uh, real estate operators kind of kind of learn from your methods and sure. just individuals in general absolutely absolutely and it's you kind of threw my brain for a loop you know mentioning my uh, my background at the junior year of college thinking back 20 years ago um, I've been been at this for a long time and Followed a course that's pretty similar to a lot of people, starting with, you know, just the single families, building up a little rental portfolio, doing the fix and flips, maybe I had done Airbnb vacation rentals. Um, and, and so I've kind of had a taste of all that. But then it was about maybe three or four years ago that I became more exposed to the larger deals. And immediately that made sense to me, uh, knowing that, you know, the, the, they're more sophisticated. These are, these are true businesses, more scalable. And so I wanted to get into that world as quickly as possible. So I did a couple of boot camps, was reading some books, was, was networking along those lines uh, as much as I could with the initial idea that I would go out and find my own deals and build those broker relationships and, and be the one to be the operator. The more I learned, the more I realized, okay, this is definitely a team sport. I need to align myself with folks. This is definitely not, you know, like, like I had, had been doing with the single families and just it was me and my wife, and that was all there was to it. Um, so as I started to develop more relationships along that front, I learned there was opportunities to work with existing operators, the folks who already have those relationships with the brokers, the ones who are already out there, and you have, to have the systems in place, have the property management in place, uh, all those elements that it takes to have a su successful indication. And rather than having to compete with those folks, and, and be one more player out there looking for those deals, I could align myself with those successful operators and contribute from my skill set with uh, what I had been doing for the last 15, 16 years prior to that and the relationships that I had built with successful individuals who had money to, to place with these kind of assets. 
Um, they were tired of the volatility of the stock market and whatnot. And so that's where, you know, when I saw that opportunity to, to, to participate with existing operators and do some legwork, you know, help with some of the operations, help with the due diligence, travel out to these properties, vet, uh, vet these op investment opportunities, but then focus on the investor relationship and bringing dollars to the table. And for me, it felt like I found my home. <laughs> so that's been a really fun place for me to play uh, and and I say play because it is it is fun, but it is it is you know to focus on for the last three or four years has been really enjoyable. That's great. Can you kind of talk to our audience a little bit about um, some of the projects you've you've done and what you're looking to moving forward, and and what's been the most effective, um, I guess, marketing strategy that 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 you've used to you know attract capital to um, shift, like you said, out of the stock market into. Uh, hard assets like commercial real estate, and are you specifically w focusing on multifamily or office? What's your preferred asset class of choice? Sure. So, uh, of course, my my first step coming into the commercial side it was multifamily, and it's just an asset that makes sense to most people. We've all, almost everybody, has lived in an apartment. We've all been there, so we, it, it makes sense to us when you say, "Hey, I'm, we're gonna." And it's really similar to what we do on the single family side. And it's just to, to a different scale. And so that was the first, uh, the first asset class that I focused on, working with operators in that space. And we still do a lot on that front. So I think that's kind of, the, you know, that's certainly the majority of what we do. But I have also aligned myself with other operators that focus on uh, self-storage. And so we've uh, picked up several properties, uh, self-storage properties, uh, both here in Texas, as well as, in, throughout the Southeast. Um, and then about a year and a half ago, started working with operators on the mobile home park side as well. Uh, those returns are phenomenal in, in mobile home parks and self-storage, even stronger than multifamily generally. But they're a little harder for you know, first-time investors to grasp. And so we always want to have you know, those multifamily opportunities in the pipeline. And then as folks get comfortable with those, we'll introduce them to these other asset classes as well. Uh, so that's, so those are the three asset classes that, uh, that we have focused on that we presented to, to our investors. Um, there are others that we have looked at and, you know, some stuff along oil uh, operations and, you know, exploration, including, you know, dig, uh, whale discovery and, uh, that's a, you know, I'm, I'm glad we didn't go down that path, given what's happened to oil in the last handful of months. Um, so, you know, it's not to say so that we won't go back to looking at more uh, untraditional, non-traditional asset classes. But right now, those three are the, the multifamily, the, the mobile home parks, and the self-storage are our bread and butter. Awesome. No, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so can, can you talk a little bit more on the, the capital raising? Like usually what is your process, how does your process work? And when you, when you align with an operator, so let's say an operator needs $5 million, right. And they added their total raise and then they come to you and they say, Hey Brad, can you raise a million for us? Whatever the number is, how does it usually sure. work on, on your end? And then what steps do you take, uh, as, as, as a company to ensure that you're, um, you're succeeding and, and therefore the operator is succeeding in a timely manner because obviously real estate always has a contract and there's a clock ticking every time you get a new deal right. under contract. So how do you align with the operator and um, what are some of the um, uh, strategies that you use? I guess more of, you know, 
do you have the capital kind of lined up up front already or do you have to go out and figure it out? Like, what, and, and also, what, what would you recommend for people raising capital in general to how to, how to approach it better? Perfect. Sure. So that's the, that's the fun part, right? I remember when I first started getting into more active real estate investment opportunities, I, I met with a guy that has, had, had, was a, on the development side and took him out to lunch and asked him you know, all the questions I had. And he, he kept on stressing, the money's in the money. The money is in the money. If, if you can learn how to raise capital, you'll never want for, uh, for, for needs, for, uh, for, for uh, activity in, in this market. I didn't get it for several years. Um, but that's really, I mean, that was helpful for me to kind of plant that seed of how do I actually do this? Um, knowing how that at the end of the day, every, you know, people can secure deals, but it comes down to, do you have the dollars to, to, to land it? And, and so as far as working with operators, you know, I'll, I'll, when we, when we're talking about a specific asset, I'll generally come in as, as a co-sponsor of the deal. We want to make sure we're buttoned up as far as the SEC regulations. And so it's, it's a, uh, you know, we're, we're keep those in mind every time. So it's not just a paper performance type of arrangement. Um, but we'll look at the, we'll talk about the deal that they're looking to raise on and I'll come in as a co-sponsor, a co-syndicator and really evaluate the deal. Joint jump in with them with both feet doing the due diligence, travel out and tour the property, make sure that I've got my, my, my boots on the ground so that I can then talk very educatedly about this property. And then from there, I can talk to the operator about what do I feel like I can bring to the table as far as those number of dollars. Um, and that's now my goal, my obligation that I've made to, to the operator. I'm, I'm, I'm committing really to, to bring this certain dollar amount to the table. And so now having gone through all that exercise, I can now go talk to my investor database very confidently around what this asset is. I've been out there. I've looked at it. I've talked and I've, I've, I've knocked on the doors of the neighboring properties to get a sense of these market comps, uh, these market rent, you know, rental present this opportunity to my investor database uh, to, to, to see who among, you know, who this speaks to, who, who wants, who wants to be involved. And so now that, that, that database becomes the gold essentially, right? That's, that's just having that database built up where I can then present these opportunities to them. And it's generally presented through mass email marketing to my investors who are part of my database. So, you know, starting out, these are, these are folks who, I live next to or go to church with, or I've done business with in, in the past. So it definitely starts out with that, just those, you know, first degree relationships. Um, and, and I think that's where most people would want to start out with is just those, those people you've had past relationships with. But from there, you know, that's only going to get you so far. You've got to get out to, you know, new, new faces. Um, and so that's where the website comes into play. And so for folks who are interested in that, that type of, a, this type of work, the website is incredibly important and it's being very active online to draw people into that website where it makes, you know, where potential investors have an easy in to sign up for um, that investor database. Um, so it's all those online marketing strategies that the, the, the folks have heard about LinkedIn and, and, and Facebook trying to provide real good content there. And, but all that content leads back to, the website, of course, where I've tried to present really simple but helpful information to, uh, to to users who might be coming online. You know, and simple stuff that 
most folks might have heard but may, couldn't, couldn't um, repeat to somebody else. What's an IRR? What is cash on cash? Uh, what is multifamily? What does syndication mean? Um, you know, so those kind of, that kind of content to help get people familiar with these kind of assets and our investment philosophy. And so they become more familiar with us through all this work that we've done online. And then when they join, do join our, um, our database, schedule, we'll schedule a phone call with them to do a one-on-one -on -one conversation to make sure we understand one another and get to know each other a little bit. Again, SEC regulations, making sure we're, you know, we have a pre-existing relationship. Once we understand their goals and we're aligned there, now we can present live deals to that, to that database going forward. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's, it's you know, the, the term out there these days is a, a thought leadership platform. That, that term gets tossed out there quite a bit, but really just trying to make ourselves a known entity uh, online uh, through the various channels that people are accessing. Was that, that makes a lot. Yeah, that's very helpful. It makes a lot of sense. Um, and so what are you currently focusing on now? Like what size deals are you helping to, um, you know, raise capital for? Because I, I know you mentioned you started out with some, a small group of investors and that kind of grew over time. And also how long did that take you to grow your invested database and, and, and by how much? Yeah. So generally the, the deals we're looking at, you know, on the multifamily side, these are 250 units and above. I think the largest one we've done uh, was a deal here in Austin, 450 units uh, right around there. So it's that type of, that type of scale. Um, the uh, one of the storage shed units I, I, properties, I think maybe had around 1800 units right around, right around there. It's kind of a, that kind of, that kind of range. And so we're raising some pretty good sized dollar amounts. Um, where my contribution might be, uh, you know, several, several million to these, to these capital raises that might be, you know, the, the total raises is, is 10 million or 15 million. And I'm bringing a chunk of that uh, to the, to the table. Um, and, and so it, of course it varies by the deals. I, I, you know, I know I can bring more to the table when it's multifamily as opposed to mobile home parks. And so that's a conversation I'm having with the operator. Just, and that's again, just a function of the investors who I, I work with and their familiarity with those various assets. Gotcha. And, and are you raising from, is it primarily individuals or is it pension fund? Like, how are you, what are you doing? Like, what's your market? Yeah. Prime, uh, for, from my end, it's, it's, it's exclusively individuals. Um, and so these are uh, folks that um, I meet with one on one on one and they're, they're representing their own dollars. I do work with several folks who have pooled money where they'll get four or five of them together. Cause you know, for most of these assets, there's a minimum contribution rate of a contribution amount of around $50,000. And I, so we do have a couple of groups that we work with and they'll put, you know, two or three folks come together, form a little LLC uh, for that, for that asset. And that LLC becomes an investor in the general partnership as, um, and so, yeah, so that does happen. But again, it's, these are generally um, private individuals um, con contributing, whether it's, uh, personal dollars or retirement account dollars in, into these deals. Awesome. So kind of winding this down, Brad, so I have one more question and then some three quick follow-up questions that I ask everybody at the end of every episode. Um, I, do you see, you know, the, the new investors usually just dipping their, you know, feet in the water, kind of like you mentioned, $50,000, I'm assuming that's the minimum, which is typically my minimums as well, starting out with that minimum or do some go higher than that? What have you seen? Almost exclusively, I see folks starting out with that minimum. <laughs> the, the first time investor, I, 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 don't, I, I don't recall anybody jumping up above that on the first time. Um, 
certainly people would grow. They start with that minimum. They kind of watch that for the first six months, seven months, get comfortable. They love these you know, monthly distributions and the reports. They, they start to get com- uh, pretty secure with it. And then we increase those, those amounts. Um, but I, I think by and large, people will kind of dip their toe in the water with that, with that first investment. Just to, it's to get to know the investment. It's to get to know me. It's to get to know the operation team and how the reporting and how this, how this all works. Um, and, and, you know, we, there's definitely scarcity to it because you know, we'll tell people, hey, if this, you know, first time you're hearing about this investment, if this sounds interesting, at least do a soft commit. If you put your name on the list, you can always back out after you see the, the full deck, the, the PPM, you can always back out. But I, you know, I've got several investors that have missed out. You know, one guy in particular comes to mind. He's come in late on the last two deals and, hey, Brad, I've got a hundred grand. I want, I want to go in. That's, sorry, man. We're already, we're already full. Um, and, and so, you know, that's kind of fun. I mean, it never, it's never great to turn somebody away because I, I want those dollars. It happens a lot uh, more than you think. Yeah. It, it happens a lot more than people think. There's only so much, there's a lot of dollars right now looking for solid investments and these are solid investments. That's exactly right. Um, so Brad, do you have a, a favorite business book or real estate book that kind of helped gravitate you to get to where you are today? It's so cliche, but I remember being in college. I wanted, I wanted to do the, 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 the corporate life. I was planning on the, you know, doing the corporate thing, job, going up the ladder. And then I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. <laughs> like so many others in, the, in this space, it was the first book that kind of really got me going, oh, wow, there's a different way to do life. And as soon as I did that, you know, that was kind of the beginning of the process of looking at real estate and wanting to go a different path as opposed to just the standard nine to five, four hundred one k, work up the ladder kind of a deal. Sure. And uh, favorite mentor, if any mentor, um, role model. Yeah, you know, I work closely with a guy here in Austin. Um, it's not really well well known at this point, but um, he's done a lot of amazing work in the space. David Thompson. He's, he, when I wanted to enter the commercial multi, uh, commercial space, he took me under his wing and, um, you know, we still to, to this day work, uh, arm, arm in arm. And so I think that's a, you know, having, having those big name gurus, I think, you know, you can learn a lot from them, but having somebody that you can really latch onto closely may even be more valuable. So that's been incredibly helpful having a local mentor that I can uh, connect with and bounce ideas off of. Sure. Uh, hobbies outside of real estate and capital raising. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a three and a half year old and an eight month old. So my <laughs> hobbies, personal hobbies have uh, taken a little bit of a, uh, been put off to the side, but prior to kids, my wife and I love to travel. Um, we're from Utah. We've been in Texas for about 10 years. In between that, we spent a year traveling, traveling internationally, just backpacking around. We love to travel. Um, we've certainly planned to do that as the kids get a little bit older. We want, we're going to start them young. So travel, scuba diving we did uh, we'd like to do that quite a bit we, we've done skydiving we, we enjoy that kind of stuff um, but right now outside of outside of work and real estate it's hanging out with the kids and chalk you know chalk side, sidewalk chalk and and daniel tiger and whatever else to entertain a three and a half year old that's awesome how could people find you brad the best method is certainly sugarhouseinvestments.com sugarhouse just like it sounds investments.com is the best way to find me um, definitely on on all those uh, traditional platforms, Facebook, LinkedIn. Uh, but uh, yeah, connecting with me via Sugar House Investments is you'll get right to me. Awesome. Well, Brad, thank you so much for coming on our show today. Really appreciate it. Um, for those listening, they'll be in the comments section on and on iTunes, on LinkedIn, where, wherever we post this, there'll be a link to 
uh, Brad's website and also a link to his LinkedIn and social media platforms. And don't forget to subscribe to the Discovering Multifamily podcast and give us a rating and, and an honest review. Uh, it helps Brad and I uh, ranking so more people get exposed to our message. I uh, really appreciate you coming on, Brad, today and hope to have you on here again in a year or so. I would love to. Thanks, Anthony. I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks again.